class everybody settle down uh you in the back put down the paper airplane i will be taking roll if i call your name please say present or here sarah smiley (laughs) i'm just practicing for my new job Mm. because you're gazing across the table at a new substitute teacher (laughs) dun 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 i finally got approved You did get approved. I had to go under an assumed name. Timmy Hawkins evidently uh, is employable. Mm -hmm. So I am going to start substitute teaching (laughs) right at the end of the year. I was going to say, we'll see how long that lasts. (laughs) The most it can last is four weeks. Yeah. Five weeks. Yeah. I think we got five weeks. So it's going to be your first and longest job you've ever had. Well, if I make it the five weeks, let's don't <laughs> let's don't get aggressive with it. Yeah. And let's be honest, I'll probably it'll be like when I was in high school, I'll probably have to do summer school as well. Are you are you tapping? Can you hear? It sounds like you're in a can. Really? Well, we're not podcasting in our normal studio, aka bedroom. We Maybe are that's podcasting it. in the kitchen. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Okay. And I'm looking at the little pickup lines on the recorder and it looks like it's working great. You're always looking at pickup lines. And <laughs> not anymore. It's done. No, you announced in Sunday school that you have a plethora of single mom friends. Uh, first of all, did not use the word plethora. In our mu- in our married Sunday school class. But there was a single lady in there. She's not your friend. Well, she is now. I mean, <laughs> she is, but not. I mean, yeah, what are you saying? I, like, we can't be friends with people? I just mean... <laughs> what are you saying, you Sarah? You saying really emphatically that you had a bunch of single mom friends well, to our married class. I was like, this is awkward. Okay. First, first of, of all, all, you don't. Okay. You have Jinx, one very dear friend. You owe me friend. a Coke, by the way. Now you can't talk until I give you a Coke. And really, all you had to say was here or present to start episode 60 of our podcast. But now we've got to tell people a little more context of what happened. We were in Sunday school and our fearless leader said that he wanted to, because he has daughters, and he wanted to start a get together with fathers and daughters and all go out and do stuff. And he, he turned to me and said something about, Bob, you can tag along if you want. And I was like, actually, I could bring I could bring a daughter because I am friends with single moms. Nope. That's kind of the way it went. That's the way it should go so on this So context podcast. is you rewriting the story to sound <laughs> better what did and I make say? excuses what did i say you tell me what you said i said no i could actually bring a daughter because i know a lot of single moms i'm <laughs> friends with a lot of single moms well what, on face is what you said and you didn't say really bring mean? a daughter you said i'm just gonna <laughs> just it was show so up. embarrassing <laughs> so embarrassing it was great sarah gave a double take and was like what Considering that we can't darken the door of certain buildings because of people you've dated and you can't substitute teach at certain places because of people you've dated. We can't go to certain restaurants because of people you've dated. That's not true. I thought Sunday school was my safe place. We can go to any Your reputation didn't precede us. I just have uh, a work schedule I need to work around. Mm-hmm. But we can go to any restaurant, uh, usually for uh, brunch. We can, <laughs> we can go... We both bring baggage to this relationship. We both have like things we have to work around. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I learned how to fold the towels right, and we just can't, I can't substitute teach at certain schools. That's okay. <laughs> so, we both, so the same thing. It's almost exactly the yeah. same, same thing. Awesome. But it's good to be back podcasting. This is episode 60. We did what most professional podcasters do. We turned off our dryer so that we could podcast without 
a rattling noise. So we're getting pretty professional, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank Mac Powell and the Family Reunion. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? What are your thoughts on Mac Powell and the Family Thanking Reunion? Thanking Mac Powell and the Family Reunion? Yeah. I really like our theme song. He's super talented, and I hear he drives a good, mean U-Haul van. <laughs> he does. Well, we know why he had to rent a U-Haul van now, don't we? Yeah, but uh, can we just kind of sort of stick to the... Schedule because Let's, that's my poo moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, then absolutely. Okay. Uh, but I am going to start substitute teaching. Hopefully, this comes out Thursday, so I should have already substitute taught one day. And what's crazy is I remember Coulter, our oldest son, came home one day and he was like, There was a Robin Williams impersonator that was our substitute teacher today. And I was like, What? And he was like, Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be on. Uh, local news and so we watched him like two days later he showed up on a morning show and pretended to be Robin Williams until the crowd caught on and I was like oh that's so cool and he just substitute teaches uh, you know for extra money and stuff around and then he showed up in an episode of Community and so we were watching it one night with the boys and all of a sudden they were like and all of a sudden Coulter was like that's my substitute teacher so Hopefully I can bring a little joy and excitement into the classroom. But mostly education. Mostly Mm -hmm. education. That's why I'm there. Mm -hmm. And the $50 a day. You're mostly there because (laughs) (laughs) you're driving me crazy at home. Yeah. And you just make messes. So you need to get out of the house. Yeah. I think I mentioned in an earlier episode that it was really hard to get signed up. But that's actually not true. You did all the paperwork and filed it and turned it in and then told me that I was going to be substituting. That is not true. (laughs) Your parents are listening. That is not true. That's not true. (laughs) I volunteered to go back to work so that we could, uh, what's the thing that we always have to do? Uh, Bills. So we could take care of the bills. Mm -hmm. And you've been hauling the lion's share for the last, I don't know, year and a half? (laughs) Two years? That's not true. (laughs) No, it's not true. But We make a good team, though. We really do. We really do. We do whatever it takes. And so, anyway, uh, also, I had Mexican food for lunch. So, that is a great way to keep this podcast under an hour. So, it should be, <laughs> it shouldn't be one of our really long ones, but I'm excited. Do you have a woo moment? Uh, Speaking of keeping with our format, I feel like we're going to be on the same page with all of the woo moments. All right. So, I'll just say a word and then you can talk. Okay. Gala. Is that your poo moment or your woo moment? Because <laughs> that's kind of. Well, more you asked me for my woo moment. So. Yeah, I could make I could make the gala a woo moment. So I did had a show for a organization called Compassion United, which I truly believe in. I've gone up, fed the homeless. I've worked with these guys for a long, long time. And we got to get dressed up, and you looked phenomenal in your dress, and I fit in my suit, <laughs> barely. You remember when we, we, I was getting in the car, and I was like, easy, easy, <laughs> not too quick. There were some noises I hadn't heard out of you before. Yeah. So I wore my altered suit that they, they were able to, I think you pointed out on the, when we picked up the suit from getting altered, it just said maxed out on the, on the notes. It did. And I'd never seen that before. I've had a few things altered and it was in red Sharpie. It was very offensive. I thought they would never do that to a woman. No. No, they would never do that to a yeah. woman. And so I, I did. I was able to put on the suit, and we went, and we got to hang out with some really good friends of ours, and it was great. Then it was kind of my poo moment. Well, we'll get to why it was my poo moment later. Let's continue with the woo moment. What did you like about the evening? No kids, friends, getting to hang out with our dear friends. You gonna mention the cupcake? food? <laughs> and I did break my fast and eat eat that cupcake. Smilers, she has so been good. so disciplined so and good. so great, but not also depriving yourself, just kind right. of being like, 
I choose to eat this or I choose not to eat this. And mm-hmm. you've been so great. And then the, they had these cupcakes and mm-hmm. it was worth it though. Don't you oh, think it was, was. Worth it? it was? And, totally I, and worth I gave it. you a couple bites. So I'm, I'm going to chalk it up to like half a cupcake, but I would eat the whole thing. I was, I just kept cutting bites. So I wouldn't eat the whole thing. But you know how cupcakes so are like smaller cakes. I don't think they needed the word cup because these things were monster. Oh, really? They were pretty big. Don't you think? No, I thought it was normal size. The icing was real whipped, like poofy. Yeah, that's true. You know, so that did, and it had, um, did you notice it had gold edible glitter on top? I didn't even look. I just oh, ate because so I was good. so hungry. And it was after my show, so I was like drowning. And we had just had a steak dinner, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, you needed, you needed to re- I needed, reload. I needed to pick me up. Yeah. But I just remember the cupcake being big because I was going to bring two to the table, and I thought, no, I don't know if I can carry it, both of them that far. Like, I just remember thinking it was a big, a big cupcake. Um, but Are you trying to make me feel guilty? No. No, I'm just okay. saying they were great, big, huge cupcakes. And were great. And I ate half of it, so don't... I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. Okay, because I just thought it was a normal cupcake. No, this was this is a positive podcast. Mm. Nothing but positivity. Got it. Okay. We're choosing joy. We'll see. Right? Okay. Speaking of joy, my other woo moment was we got to go to the Casting Crowns concert this weekend and see some good friends of ours. And you got to actually meet uh, some of them and Mm -hmm. really click. Juwan, the guitar player, and I have been friends for a really long time. Actually, all all the guys. I met them years ago at a a camp called Piney Woods in East Texas. And people always ask me, like, what are the bands like? Are they the real deal? Are they, you know, like really Jesus-loving people? And and the way I met Casting Crowns for the very first time was there was another band who was kind of on the brink of becoming big. Will remain nameless. Who will remain nameless, although they're not a band anymore. I still won't say their name, but they, they were starting to be big. And they got booked to do this camp out in Piney. And the Piney Woods people are just the nicest people mm-hmm. and when they bring you in like they don't they don't want to treat you different they want to treat you like family because we're all working together just to have a great right week. and so I had just gotten off tour with this band and so I was like oh you, you guys got these guys this is, they're so great they're, they're awesome and that band showed up and they were so high maintenance and didn't want to hang out with the kids didn't want to and walked in with demands about how the stage needs to be reworked and you know all this stuff and I was embarrassed because I'd kind of vouched for these guys and then the next week so they canceled the rest they were supposed to do four weeks four more weeks of camp and so that band got canceled and uh, Casting Crown showed up they had already broke like they had I think gold album already out and all that and they showed up and they were like hey where's the dodgeball pit let's go play with the kids like hang out and they yeah. were just the nicest guys so anyway uh, Juwan and I have been friends because he does comedy kind of on the side and you know is dabbling in it and stuff so we kind of have a like-minded and then you got to meet his wife Melody and you guys clicked he actually texted me after the show and he was like you know he was like man it was great seeing you and I was like yeah we we need to hang out uh, because my wife really liked your wife and he was like okay the feeling's mutual so let's let's try to make that happen like he they loved you I love taking you and showing like old friends of mine like hey check out Sarah and (coughs) and just give them like a couple of minutes to see what I see Mm -hmm. in you so it was a it was a great time. And they it was an outdoor drive-in show. And during intermission, uh, we went backstage and, and Mark came over and he was like, <laughs> like, he hugged me and the first thing he said was, have you done these? And I was like, yeah, I've done a few. And he's like, how do you do them? <laughs> like, it was just the, the greatest thing of we're just all trying to figure and out. And it was freezing, which is so, so cold. unseasonably 
characteristic of here. It had been humid and gloomy and weird. And then that day, really, a cold front blew in. And it was about 54 degrees plus a wind. Yeah. It was so cold. So they're up on the stage freezing and the wind's blowing everything around. And they were troopers. They were. And they had a big video screen up on uh, top, like right Mm -hmm. above the stage. And that video screen kept, like, swaying with the wind. It was making me nervous. Yeah. And I just had these flashbacks of the disco ball falling on Peter Furler's head mm. on the Love of Liberty disco tour. And I was like, oh, please don't happen mm-hmm. again. But I had a you know 20 minute set that I was going to jump up and do if that did happen. So I was ready to cover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was I'm very self sacrifice for the team. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Um, so that was a big woo moment was getting to, you know, see those guys. And, and it was just like it was a great time of worship, honestly. In fact, I was going to I was gonna leave. We were at our car, and I was going to leave. And so I was, I was turning to tell you, like, hey, I'm going to go grab some stuff. And I looked, and your eyes were closed, and, like, you were lost in worship. And so I thought that was – I just love to see that. Like, it was a cool moment. That was my woo moment, seeing you just lost in worship. Like, just, you know, enjoying <laughs> what? Nothing. I just okay. – I don't know when to – I'm not going to jump in. Like, I'm not going to interrupt you. I just thought that was that was so really I, cool. I didn't uh, know what to say. And Mark Hall actually taught me something at Piney Woods because, you know, I just am there at camps all the time. And at the time I was doing, you know, 30 camps a summer. And they would, 30, yeah, it was like 30 camps a summer. That was kind of my average. And kids would always want me to, like, sign everything, like, just sit and sign. And this week that Casting Crown showed up, they had, instead of T-shirts, they did uh, spirit towels. And so the, it was just destroying the Sharpie, you know, me signing stuff. And when Mark showed up, they were all like, oh, he signed this. And he was like, uh, actually, it, it tears up the Sharpie, so I'll sign anything else but these towels. And I was like, what? You can say no, but in a polite way. And so that just, like, I felt like he, he started teaching me from the very moment that I met him. It was really great. I've had to pick that up, that <laughs> lesson up for you. Like, yeah. boundaries. You yeah. can say no can say and no. still be an awesome guy. You are great about that. Yeah. You're really great. So you do Zoom shows sometimes, and you do them for free, and you show up, and you promote them, or you prepare for them, and you'll you'll tell me, you know, it'll be 20 minutes, it'll be 25 minutes, and sometimes I'm walking in, and it's like an hour, hour and a half in, I'm like, babe, like, you need to cut (laughs) it off. Like, you're a nice guy, and, and you've got other things that you could be doing. Yeah. And it's not bad, it's just... I think you do tend to get taken advantage of a little bit because you don't want to disappoint anybody ever. Yeah. Like I want to give and give and give. And then there are times where I'm like, oh, no, my time would have been better spent. You're really good about that. Like the other night when I was doing one, you started the lawnmower right outside my window. And I was like, oh, okay, it's time to. Dinner's ready. (laughs) (laughs) It's 2 p.m. Whatever. We're eating early. It's Luby time. (laughs) That is true. But uh, do you have another woo or. No, I would. I was gonna just talk about the concert. I wanted to say, like, I don't really get starstruck, so it's really neat to get to meet the people that you know and have built relationships with, and it's really, really neat to see how they respond to you and how highly they think of you. So it's an honor to be your wife. I'm not having to walk in and be like, oh gosh, what's he gonna do, or what are they gonna think, or you know, has he mistreated these people before? Been a but, you know? Yeah. And you just have such a really good reputation, so it's it's nice to tag along for that and just getting to know them on a personal level. And I have to say, of the people that I've met, I w- I've probably spent a good amount of time 
with them now a couple of times or yeah. backstage and just kind of observing and you can hear them talk to the crew you can hear them talk to their kids you can you know you just get a sense of people behind stage for sure and even what they talk about like are they asking about you are they talking about themselves you know that kind of thing and I just have to say that that whole group is just I mean Mark Hall leads with humility and he that whole concert like you said as far as being a worship experience that's what I would characterize it as more than you don't walk away going oh my gosh those guys are amazing you walk away saying like I met Jesus like I I spent some time with Jesus tonight and it's just so encouraging in this you know just kind of the times that we live in and there can be kind of confusion and chaos and and Jesus is offensive you know people even Christians I know will be I don't want to say that because that might be offensive or I don't want to put that on my car I don't want to wear that t-shirt or and it's just nice to see that he leads with boldness and quoting scripture and talking about Jesus so clearly throughout the whole thing. Um, I thought there was a, you know, we're in that outdoor area and I thought that I saw on the map that our neighborhoods were kind of on the edge there. And we're it's so loud because they're projecting to a parking lot, right? And right. I thought, you know, I'm just going to like say a little prayer for the people that may hear this that aren't even here because he was preaching. I mean, oh, yeah. at several points in the concert, it was like clear, you know, a coming to Jesus for real, you know. So I just, I don't know. I just always think about that, just kind of the ripple effects of. And his first these song, outdoor concerts. His first song was about I want you to remember Jesus and not me. Like right. don't remember me, remember. And then he closed with the last couple of lines of that first song, mm-hmm. which was like. Hey, this is not about me. This is about, you know, this experience. And they delivered. Like, mm-hmm. it was really cool. And, yeah, you never know. Like, when we were doing Festival Candios, we would set up. And then people in houses, you know, we were just in parking lots. And we would see people, like, come out into their yards and watch and listen to, like, a speaker and stuff. And mm-hmm. then there were times where people had questions afterwards that they weren't even, you know, all of a sudden this weird festival just landed in their backyard. And Jesus used that to... To get to them like oh yeah. you won't come to church well we'll bring the church to you yeah kind of thing and it was it was just yeah it was, it was very a great very experience cool. yeah i remember the first time we met them or the first time you met them was at here in the woodlands mm-hmm. at the pavilion and we went backstage and i always have this mentality like i don't want to you know encroach on people's time and i know it's intermission so there's this you know limited time so i, ke- I kept saying all right, well, I know you guys got to, you know, get ready for the second half of the show and like that stuff. And you finally pulled me aside and was like, they want to talk to you. Yeah. Like, quit rushing it. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. And then this weekend, <laughs> Mark kept looking at his phone. He was like, they're telling me we got to start the second half of the show. Anyway, and so he would just this cool talking, dad thing yeah. that I'm working on. Like, he wanted to run some <laughs> ideas by me about some funny uh, Instagram stuff and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And I, was, and I didn't rush it this time because I was like, oh, yeah, they are friends. They are, you know. Well, and you think about it that... They're giving when they're on stage. They're pouring themselves out. They're giving. And to have that more human interaction is probably filling them up a little bit, you know, where they're not, oh, my gosh, you know, superstars. They're just talking yeah. about their kids, talking about their fun stuff. And, like, it, yeah, I, I feel like it's just as much for them as it, as it is for us just yeah. to kind of get to see real friends that, you know, it hasn't changed throughout the years. Yeah. Y'all's relationship. So. Well, that's what I texted Juwan. I was like, man, we had so much fun. It'd be nice to be able to sit and talk without mm-hmm. being interrupted by a concert. And he was like, <laughs> my whole life is being interrupted by a concert. <laughs> and so that's exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah. It's just you give and give and then you, you got to get kind of restored and recharged and stuff. And so, well, speaking of giving and giving, uh, that's can we lead into our poo moment? 
Uh, sure. What's your poo moment? My poo moment was, I love the gala and it was for a great cause and we got to hang out with friends and get dressed up and you looked stunning and it was a blast. But right before I went up on stage, it was about, what you, would you say about 800 people? Uh, so how many people were there? Yeah, it was a big group. About 800. It was we were so spread out that like it didn't seem that yeah. way, but yeah, I bet. So let's jump into the comedy world for a second. There's a thing called comedy killers. And it is things that are really bad for shows. One of them is round tables. Big round tables where everybody's spread apart is really bad. Also, any formal where people have to be dressed up and they're not super comfortable. So we were in this big open kind of warehouse room where everybody was spread way apart with big round tables. Everybody's dressed up. It's not an event where they're coming to see comedy. They're coming, you know, they're coming for a great cause, but it's they're not necessarily here to see entertainment and the person the MC got up and introduced me this way okay well we hope you guys enjoyed your meal the dessert tables that are along the far walls over there are open there's 15 minutes left on the raffle um, also uh, here's Bob Smiley <laughs> like it didn't say anything about me doing comedy no, nothing and about half the crowd I know like we discussed like how many people actually got up but I got up on stage and I looked and like half the crowd stood up to either go do the raffle or go to get dessert or the coffee bar was now open. And, you know, my opening line was, ah, oh, thank you so much for the standing ovation. Well, half of you. The people that were actually wanting to listen like laughed at that. But it was the first and I was only doing like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And the first, I'd say eight minutes was just a struggle of trying to get people to listen. And your table was great. Like all our friends and everybody was laughing and then yeah there, there were couple, two tables yeah and then there was a table so you guys were stage left and then there was a table over uh, stage right that was like you know there to enjoy a comedy show and they were great but little by little I finally kind of won them back over but mm -hmm. that was my poo moment was like I'm so ready to get back to doing shows and I'm like eager and stuff and then I get a setup which is you know nobody's fault really because it, it, it wasn't about me it was just about me you know adding some entertainment to encourage people to get involved but it was just, you know, it was not as fun. And then I finished the show and I was like, well, all right, I get to do this again in a month. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not like if you have a bad show, then you can, you know, normally you have another show the next night or, you know, at least a couple of days and you can kind of, you know, get no groove and stuff like that. So that was kind of my poo moment. It's like, oh, man, I finally had a show and it was tough. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What about you? You got a poo moment? Yeah. So I know we mentioned um, my birthday last week, last episode, right? Did we mention the car wreck? We did. We barely mentioned it, though, I think. So we... We talked around it, which is what we should have <laughs> done when driving. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know how much to say because we are so blessed. Like, yeah. we're so blessed. We're blessed with our health. We really are. God has taken care of us um, in so many creative ways financially and through this podcast and everything. But I have a soft spot in my heart for cars. Like, I'm just a gearhead, and I love yeah. cars. Like, I'm the kind of person that would wear the same outfit every day, live in a trailer park, and drive a nice car. Wait like, a minute, really? I just, really? yeah. Okay. I, I'm not going to. You know what? I can make that happen, babe. I in have, fact, I am making I plans have, right now. No. You couldn't live in a trailer <laughs> park. Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. Anyway, all I'm saying is I really enjoy cars. And yeah. I and I baby my car. I take very good care of it. It stays clean. 
I love my car. So for it to get darn near totaled last week, yeah. it was just, it was like really devastating but emotionally it wouldn't, it wouldn't for me. Just almost like, totaled. It was just the front and the sides. Right. The mm-hmm. back was almost okay. The engine's fine. <laughs> the yeah. windshield. Um, that no, one but seat I think we <laughs> was okay. Didn't I think have a we rip. talked about like the uh, collision guy telling me when we dropped it off, he was like, the airbags totally should have gone off like there's no reason with the damage that was on the front end like, yeah and so that did kind of put it into perspective like we're fine like it's just stuff and it it's totally just fine but it's been really difficult yeah on me and i think it's just the devil kind of like see god doesn't care about that you know like yeah he's just gonna try to take everything away and blah blah blah, blah stuff that makes you happy and so it's really been a challenge which i've been working on this the last few weeks to stay not obliviously positive, not like naively happy all the time, but just guarding my thoughts and like capturing them and looking for um, the good. And I get lots of opportunity on a daily basis to do that. And this is just kind of like, it just keeps coming. So I, I did, I've, I've responded really well. I've chosen joy for the most part and made jokes about it. And we've joked about it way too soon, way too much. <laughs> and I'm still like rolling with it. And um, we can I jump in really quick yeah. and just brag on you because even the boys have noticed like how that's why I said earlier about we're choosing joy because that's what you've been doing. And like Trent is almost writing jokes to make jokes about it because, you know, like he, he feels like it's a, a comedy rich environment. Mm-hmm. And at one point I was like, hey, man, you know, maybe dial back on the jokes and stuff. And he's like, well, Sarah's. Sarah's joking about it like they they've noticed and even whenever Xander first saw the car he actually said to me he was like oh Sarah like goes out and rubs that car with a diaper like he she <laughs> loves that car like how is she handling it and so they've noticed that you've you have been upbeat about it and you have had a really good attitude even though it is something that you've loved and it was near total yeah yeah I'm glad that I- so I'm proud of you for that thanks That's- I'm glad that I'm having a good impact. It's about time. Uh, <laughs> so the the next step of this thing is that we have a very busy household. We do have drivers in our house week on and week off with your boys being here, but mm-hmm. they're busy and they're going to school and they're doing their thing. And so with work and pickup schedules and errands and all the things that you come up with to do during the week... <laughs> <laughs> your little your little routine like it's been difficult to have one vehicle we thought we could just go get a rent car and what we have found out is that there is a national rent car shortage and so it's taken what today is monday so like 6 days it's 5 been days 6 days yeah yeah and it's and it's like they they say oh we don't have cars um you can try this place and Literally, I've had to call around. It's not like the old days where you say, I need this, and they go do the legwork for you. Like, right. I've, I've been on the phone over 10, 15 minutes with multiple locations trying to find a vehicle. And uh, you called so many places, it was, and it was like, Enterprise, we're done. You know, <laughs> it's like so bad. Enterprise, so here's bad. a number for Hertz. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. It, like, you called, you spent hours on the phone. Yeah. We would not have a car if you wouldn't have put in the time. It and was. It is, like you said, like we have kids that have cars, but those, you know, Pokemon don't catch themselves. Right. So. They're so busy. They're very busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I just have to go to work, so yeah. that's not. And I found out, like <laughs> I, I'm about to start substitute teaching. They don't send a car for you. They don't. I'm used to being in a hotel and somebody comes and And gets babe, me. there's no green room. 
There's no at the elementary school. So, I, do you know what my introduction's going to be like? like I, I sent in one, but they did not say anything about yeah, that. Yeah, you just have to guess. You just have to find out if there's round tables or not. <laughs> yeah, it it's going to be round tables, and it's going to be on like career day where mm-hmm. the kids are dressed up in formal, you know, mm-hmm. like a tie, and oh, it's going to yeah. be the worst, worst <laughs> set. During do. lunch, you're yeah. going to be a lunchroom monitor. <laughs> They'll be eating. Yeah. <laughs> be all the comedy killers. No, come on, guys. I got good stuff. <laughs> oh, it's great. Get your history books out. But it does make sense now when Mac Powell did that video of it, he couldn't rent a car. I never did. thought about why he couldn't rent a car. And he ended up renting a U-Haul to get to his first tour date. And then when you were calling, I was like, oh, because I, I had no idea. Well, can remember we were talking about on the way this morning or was it yesterday we were talking about like how difficult it's been and we were excited and I called again this morning just to confirm because I just knew it was gonna fall through after all this work and we kind of figured out like speculated ourselves that it was because of COVID and them not renting cars and they had to keep those and you know pay for them while they weren't renting them so they probably sold them and here we are people traveling again and they don't have the cars to rent. Yeah. And we showed up, to be fair, we showed up at this rent car place far from our house mm-hmm. and watched with awe and wonder as this young man handled a very difficult customer while we all piled up and waited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he was just delightful with us and gave us a really nice vehicle. I was like, oh, he's going to throw the cigarette smoke. You know, yeah. <laughs> French fried dried in the carpet. Let me car take this me, dog out, and I will take it happily. <laughs> oh yeah, we would have because when we pulled up, you saw and you know cars, so you yeah. said, "Oh, a," and then you said some name of a evidently a really bad car, <laughs> and I was like, "You know, oh, it'll be okay." And mm-hmm. we got in, and then yeah, there was this lady who she didn't realize that if she rented a car and then kept it for an extra week, that they would charge you for it. Yeah, yeah, she like, was how irate dare that company charged them for the extra day she kept the car and he, the guy was really nice he was he was a christian did you notice that because i didn't he, whenever he was talking about his wife and him uh, getting that house he said and and god just was looking out for us and I was no like, i didn't oh, hear that okay i kind of picked up on that that's why i said god bless at the end mm-hmm. like because i was like okay this guy gets it like he knows where the the blessings come from so uh but yeah we so we showed up mm-hmm. so got I, a car no we got a car a that's nice the main thing it's a it's a brand new suv yeah. it's so fun so i may just not take it back <laughs> <laughs> well they charge you we found that's out. true that's true that's so true we will take it back the hopefully day. <laughs> hopefully they will fix my car we're kind of waiting to see that too but yeah that's kind of my poo moment slash woo moment I just feel like things have been thrown at us and um I mean in the grand scheme of things really like we are so blessed yeah. and I always brace for like the next negative thing and so I'm trying not to do that I really am trying to like just enjoy the moment and when things are are calm but also bad stuff does happen right. and and inconvenient things happen and so I want to try to roll with it and not not let it just destroy me. But your outlook in the last like week has has had a huge impact on our family. You know, so as we, you know, we're we're a fun podcast and stuff, but we do like to give, you know, encouragements and talk about, you know, that life can get hard. And you had a lot thrown at you and you've had a positive attitude about it and it's trickled down to everybody else. I think everybody else is not on edge and not, you know, like they're seeing you handle stuff and it kind of is encouraging, you know, to handle our own stuff. Oh, I'm still getting lots of edge. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I won't 
Well, I, I won't tell you which children yeah. that came out of my body that are <laughs> bothering me. I was going to say, there's only two here at the house. Oh, <laughs> but they, I have dealt with so much negativity, and I honestly feel like it's Satan kind of not testing me, but trying to get at me. Yeah. I mean, I spent probably two hours of my morning trying to unnegative my child. Like, it was just everything. You know, I'm sick. Da, 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 thing. I'm like, okay, we can do this. And I did it with Mason last night. Yeah. He came home, and he was... You know, I don't, this is another thing that I want to say. Like, I want to be really careful when I'm empathizing with someone to not over-empathize. And what I mean is, don't say I get it and I understand when you have no personal experience. So, an example would be our children. We have parents that have stayed married. We don't understand being a, we understand divorce from like an adult perspective and sharing homes and watching your kids walk out the door and all that thing. But we don't understand it from a kid perspective what it's like to have parents that are right separated or divorced or whatever even if they're remarried they still have those life adjustments that are just necessary because of and I think we're we I know that we are blessed with our situation and there's not a lot of negativity going on and the kids have safe places that they go back and forth to I know that's not always the case for for some people and so but it is hard on them and so even though they're coming back and they're, you know, had a great weekend or whatever, Mason especially tends to just kind of get in bed that first night and just dump on everything and all the negative things and da da da. And and so it is a challenge and an accountability thing for me to listen and empathize to the extent that I can, but also like we're gonna we're gonna choose joy and and there's it's hard to parent. So when he's griping about his stepmom over there or even his dad I'm like you don't understand how hard it is to be a stepmom and how hard it is to you know have kids pop in and you know all of a sudden you're a parent and then they go away and you know it's a lot of dynamic and so I think just leading with some grace there and he totally responded to that like where I acknowledged it but not didn't just get down in the pit with him you know yeah so I think that's just a good... You give him an exit strategy yeah. to get out of it and stuff. But not just say, hey, it doesn't matter. It's not right. a big deal, you know? Yeah. So I think you it's emphasize, important. Emphasized? No, you empathized. Mm-hmm. Empathized. Because that is a big key. I remember one of the... You know, one of my kids did not ever talk about what all he went through. Mm-hmm. And then one day he was packing up, getting ready to leave to go over to the other house. And, you know, he was like, man, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to go. And I was like, you know what? I, I have no idea what you're going through. And me saying that, he just stopped. And he's like, it's not great. It's not great trying to, you know, pack for two houses and all that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he had not ever opened up about all that. And he just sat down and opened up. And I think honestly it was because I was, I didn't be like, hey, I know what you're going through. Or I, you know, like you know, hey, tough up or anything like that. I think I gave him an open door to say, I don't know what you're going through. And he walked through it and was like, well, let me, you know, let me open up and share what I am going through. And it turned out to be a really good discussion Yeah, that I think needed to happen. So, And I think it's really, this is a challenge um, for listeners that experience this too, but I think it's really important that we don't jump on that opportunity to melee the other parent. Yeah. You know, if there's still some, you know, wounds there or some things that we haven't dealt with as the as a parent, I think it's really important not to like, yeah, it's awful. And the reason is because, you know, yeah. your dad left us <laughs> and like you, you don't want to do that because that just it may make you feel better for a few minutes. But it honestly, it adds weight and burden to them emotionally. And there's no reason for it. 
Like I, I've, I've, I'm a huge proponent of m- making sure that the children have a positive relationship with their dad. And whether we worked out or not is not really their burden to carry, you yeah. know, no matter what the behaviors were. So, and I know that's the right outlook and I will, uh, I'm getting there. I just need about six more years and then I'll, I'll be where I don't feel that. Well, anger. your kids are pretty much grown. So whatever, whatever you did is done. <laughs> it's over with. It's, it's over with. <laughs> no, not really. They're yeah. still impressionable but it does you can imagine even like a kid coming home from college or bringing their wife home or their girlfriend home one day like if we still have angst against our ex like they're not going to want to bring them into that and hear us trash talk their dad or you trash talk their mom or whatever like that's not comfortable for a kid yeah you know and you said this in a podcast one time and this this really did come for me it was like the kids, they're smart, and so they know, you know, they'll, they, they'll figure out what happened, and, and that's the case. So me, like, piling on and saying mean stuff and all that is, you know, it makes you feel good for a second, but it's just not helping. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, the, the cards are laid out there. The kids will see, you know, who played what card and what all happened and stuff. Well, and, so. and, I, and if you haven't heard our forgiveness podcast, it was one of our earlier ones. Yeah. I said some really tough things in that podcast. And we were definitely both still growing through that whole topic. But I will say, like, just, like, deal with your junk and and extend grace because nobody, if I said raise your hand if you're perfect, nobody can raise their hand. We're all in the same place. Yeah. Like, we may have been hurt by some poor decisions. We've hurt people with poor decisions. And so let's just extend grace. And that's what you want to pass on to your kid because when they mess up, and they fail, which they're going to, you want them to come to you and and extend grace, you know, just have that example. I just think that's like way more important than, yeah, slamming people up against the wall with a label. Like I just, I just think that teaches them judgment. Yeah. And you know how to deal with their anger. So all that to say is there's a car rental shortage out there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I love this. This is what this podcast is about. It's talking about real stuff. And that was something you mentioned the forgiveness podcast. Like I, I did go back and listen to that uh, about a month ago. And I was amazed because you did say some truthful things that I know was hard for you to say about forgiveness. And I was just not there yet. Like I was not there. And that's one of the things you've helped me grow, you know, like just forgive and realize that nobody's perfect. And, you know, like look at people the way, you know, that, that Christ looks at them. And that's so hard sometimes, especially if if you've been wronged. Like if you've been wronged, mm-hmm. it's so hard to just be like, you know what? You know, God's forgiven me, so I need to forgive them. And it's a daily well, struggle. To me, like um, I'll have a moment of anger where I'm hurt. And I think there's a difference in like acknowledging hurt and not getting mistreated again. You know, having boundaries with people that you don't necessarily have to do daily life with and stuff. But I think it's really important to realize in those moments, like we need to see ourselves how we appear to Christ. Like in our, in our messed upness. Like th- to me, there's no way for me to have arrogance. There's no way for me to have a lack of unforgiveness if I realize who I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm not. Like, I've messed up today already. Like, there, there, I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I heard that, that it just, it just a struggle for me to not, to under, not understand when people don't forgive in the sense of just like, like truly letting it go, like carrying it around. I just don't, it's just so damaging. Yeah. It's so damaging to just, you. <laughs> yeah. It as really a person, is. you know, it's not, 
What was that quote? Didn't we say it in the forgiveness podcast about yeah, it's, poison? Yeah, what was it? Like not forgiving somebody is like drinking poison and expecting it to kill the other person. Yeah. So I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was like a you know life coach or something like that. And he said everybody is one of three things and it can fluctuate. But they're a prosecutor, they're a politician, or they're a preacher. So either they're you know holding court on something mm-hmm. or they're trying to manipulate and, and get you know, something passed by. Or they're, you know, preaching at people about how they need to be or, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think it, he, he was saying that it's important to realize which one you are at that moment, because if you try to figure out like who you are, it'll help you find out like your flaws and in, in your strengths and it'll help you have more peace in life to to ask. And you do this all the time where you're like, OK, what's really important? What's really the factor you know, that we're dealing with right now and how do we approach that and how do we deal with it? That's kind of what that guy was saying. You know, are you, how are you approaching a situation? Are you doing it from the standpoint of a preacher, a politician, or a prosecutor? And when you figure that out, then it opens up your mind to, to find more solutions or to stay a little more calm about it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's good. That kind of goes in our topic and we are actually going to have a topic. What is our topic? Today. Our topic is about recharging because we got to do that this weekend. Oh, and I okay. think we kind of realized that we needed to do that because we didn't have the kids mm-hmm. this weekend and we got to kind of recharge and we had had a, you know, tough week with the wreck. But yeah, it's it's kind of been uh, you know, stressful week, but y- you have done a great job about trying to find joy in it all and then we got a chance to recharge. And I think that's really important for couples is to always be dating each other. We've talked about that, that that's important. Uh, Be pursuing one another and not just be like, all right, we're married. So, you know, we're locked and loaded. We're I do the joke of, you know, I caught my limit. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it doesn't mean I'm not still fishing for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still I'm still throwing a lure out there every once in a while. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Yeah, I am. (laughs) um, So I think that is important. And we got a chance to just spend time together and, you know, go out on a date. We uh, went and looked at trailer parks to see where we might be moving. Yeah. It was was fun times. (laughs) You test drove that Ford Fiesta. I'm moving into an (laughs) SUV, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder how far I could get before they caught me. Yeah. So when (laughs) Mother's Day, when you get a sleeping bag... Mm No, I thought that out. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh, good. I'm a I'm a camper, so don't even don't even <laughs> uh, threaten me. I've got my camping stove, my air mattress. I'm ready to go. That, that is totally true. Uh, another thing that we've started doing, which I think is making a huge difference in our marriage and just in the way our house is, we hired a housekeeper. <laughs> yeah. And finally, God brought somebody special into my life. <laughs> I found what my tutoring money is going to go towards. Her name is Kathy. She cleans our house. <laughs> That was, a, that was, that a, was joke. a bit. And I don't even have it on. I'm not ever going to record that joke. But I used to, when I was single, a single dad, I would do a joke. And finally, God brought somebody special into me and my boy's life. Her name is Kathy. She cleans our house twice a I week. I sure wish you had met Kathy yeah. before I showed up. Um, we but might still have a working <laughs> dishwasher. <laughs> I'm working. Mm. Don't, don't say you have a broken mm. dishwasher. I'm, I'm working. Yeah. I'm substitute teaching on Wednesday. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I got to get... Uh, Let's brag about the job after you've actually done the job. You know, uh, I just feel like it's a little preemptive. It's going to be so interesting. Uh, your half day on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> may just be your first and your last. How long is a half day? I signed up for half Four a day. Four hours. No. A full day is an hour. Mm-mm. 
Sometimes an hour and 15 if nope. it's a big crowd. No, nope, babe. This is going to mm-hmm. be eye-opening, yeah. isn't it? Four I hours? think it's going to be good for you. You're well, gonna, you are no longer going to complain about the money that you made at a gala because people didn't <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Or your I suit's too money. tight. You are not going to complain. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I had it. So what did, what did Bone say whenever we saw him? He was like, we had it good for so long. <laughs> And it's over. <laughs> it was like he was talking to a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost of Smiley. Beyond. Yeah. We yeah. Had it the good. ghost of comedy past. Back in the back in the day. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that cartoon where the family is at a museum and there's this guy in a glass case and he's holding a microphone and the dad is saying to the kids, like, that is what used to be called a stand up comedian before everybody got offended. <laughs> and it was like a you know a history museum. Yeah, of things in no, the past. I haven't seen that. That's I funny. Was like, no, please. I think people need comedy, so mm-hmm. hopefully we'll figure a way to to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, the thing that we look at me staying on task today. Mm-hmm. The thing that I think that we've started doing that I think has made a huge impact is we've started praying as soon as we wake up in the morning and praying at night, like starting and ending our day with prayer. Mm-hmm. And this morning you woke me up and you were like, Hey, there's no reason you don't have to get up. You can, and I was like, hold on, but I want to pray. And you were like, are you even awake? I was like, How are you going <laughs> to pray? Like you hadn't even your eyes. Like, dear Lord, please forgive him. Yeah. But, and it was an interesting prayer. I had to tack on at the end. What do you mean? You had to come back in and, and fix it? I had a PS. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Lord, this is what he meant. <laughs> sure means. Yeah. I may have drifted off a little bit. Keep us safe. Yeah. I was, uh, it was sweet. Yeah. But I do think that that's as, as things get hectic and crazy, I think praying together is something that gets kind of pushed away mm-hmm. uh, because you don't see the immediate results right away. So mm-hmm. I think it's something that you can put on the back burner pretty easily. And that's something that we've decided that is important. And yep. so we started doing that. And so, so God, <laughs> you've heard our prayer and you know, the mechanic that's fixing her car. Yeah. Do the yep. right thing. But yeah, so we got to kind of recharge and I think that's really important. So I just, it's not a huge topic or anything that we have to spend a lot of time about, but I just want to remind married couples out there that you got to take some time for yourselves, for your couple, for your couple self. For your relationship. Relationship. Yeah. yeah. You're in a relationship, Bob. Yeah. You need a partner. This too. is a real relationship. <laughs> I feel like the, this <laughs> this is the end of uh, my prayer this morning. You're coming in and fixing it. <laughs> no. This is, this is what he meant to say. I did God. do a uh, really cool husband appreciation post yesterday. Maybe I should copy that on to Hook, Line, and Smiley for, to promo the oh, yeah. podcast. Because yeah. I think that's really important, too. I did text you, actually call you, when I posted it to say, hey, look what I posted on Instagram. But this is the cool part, because this is not something that you know. My best friend, JFM, who's been on the podcast mm-hmm. several times, she and I have, like, this code. So when so she's a seven on the Enneagram scale, if everybody knows that. She's just very outgoing. Party, party, party all the time. Happy, happy. Don't think about anything negative. The problem with that is that it's really annoying to watch. Like, especially if you're going through stuff or having a day, you know, and you look at her Instagram feed and it's like, blah, 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 roses and rainbows (laughs) and unicorns. And I'm like, blah. We've actually actually gotten, like, had a huge knockdown uh, drag out with the kids getting them to bed. And we've just collapsed on the bed, like our bed, and just be like, okay. We're done. We're frustrated. It's all. Right. And then you'll pull up that. And yeah, she's like, on another hey, vacation. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> look what? at the waves coming in. <laughs> oh, my oh, Atlanta. God's creation is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But she did say like, and we kind of agreed that she will put stuff on Instagram to like negate the bad day that's going on. Mm. So 
<laughs> often. And it's just it's just kind of a reminder that what you see on social media, your friends, us even, like it's not there's more to the story. There's more to the story. Yeah. But it felt really good because she's like, okay, when I see you post something good about Bob, I'll know that y'all had a big fight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to just convince yourself. And I was like, yeah, that's actually probably true. But um, it was really nice yesterday to like, I got to the appointment that I was getting to mm-hmm. early yesterday and had a chance to like just reflect and think. And I just, I do so appreciate you. And it's not like a specific thing it just kind of was a culmination of the week and just how we tackled it together and I do feel loved and I feel like I have a partner and so um and you sent me a song that's what that's started what started it, it. you yeah. said you called me and you said I'm gonna text you a song mm-hmm. and I want you to listen to it and mm-hmm. normally the song is like you're folding the towels wrong no or no. you know it like it's something like Who's washing dishes tonight? It's you, it's you, you know. And as I, I kind of prepared my heart of like, what's the song about? And it was all about finding the right person. It was and about having one of the good ones. Oh, I didn't listen to it, but it, yeah. I read the the notes about it. But no, I, I, I listened well, to that song. Well, and usually those sweet songs, like we've been through some life, right? right. We're old married people. Well, one of like us. I listened to some of those songs. And I'm like, okay, the first verse was good, but you lost me. Like yeah. after that it was just... Too ooey gooey, too unrealistic. Nobody's riding horses on the beach That's holding just, hands. Oh my gosh, gag. So I did listen to the whole song. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Bob. This is Bob. This is how I feel about him. This is it. So I don't know. Can we promo like secular music? It would, no, no, because we have to pay royalties. If we play over, I think it's 10 We're seconds. We're not going to play it, but I can't just say what the song is. Oh, yeah. Is. No, you can absolutely say it. Oh, okay. I don't, no, I don't, I'm not going to play the song. Oh, I thought you wanted like promo the song. But here's how good the song was and how like it, I listened to it twice through. Like I was supposed to be doing something fun, mm-hmm. mowing, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I sat and listened to the song. What? You got lot. distracted? Yeah, I got distracted. From chores? Yeah. No way. That's how good the song was. But it was super sweet. Uh, as you were, you know, driving to your appointment, you were like, hey, I'm thinking about you and I'm sending you this song. And I listened to the song. It was it was great. And so that kind of goes with what I'm talking about, like recharging. Find little mm-hmm. things throughout the day to encourage one another. It does go That's with a, what we're talking about. It has a huge impact. I'm on focus. I'm glad I was able to bring it back. Well, and this is, <laughs> this is the... This is the... Old Sarah, the other Sarah coming into play here. Maybe you listen to the song and it not it doesn't all ring a bell for you in your relationship. Maybe you can't say those things. I can't always say those things. We're not perfect. But mm. I would say focus on what your spouse is good at. Don't, because it is so easy to be like, oh, she's dramatic. She's pessimistic. And you get yeah. down this and you're so negative on that person that you don't even see the good in yeah. them anymore. He's too and muscular. Yeah. He fits to the door. Yeah, I've heard that, it all. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> but there, there's, you know, we have eccentricities about ourselves. We have things that are hard when you're doing life that closely with each other. It can be a struggle. And I think it just, I would encourage you to discipline your mind and really look for the good things. Now, go outside, mouth under your breath about the bad things and let them go. Yeah. But like focus on the good. It really does help. Is that why you're doing so much gardening lately? Yeah, I just, <laughs> I like, it's time to get some sun, you know? <laughs> just go. Fresh air. <laughs> mumbling. I'm like, oh, she's singing <laughs> quietly to herself. Oh, I'm singing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is just focus on some good things and it just never hurts to tell your spouse those good things and just remind them and let them know that you see and appreciate things that they do. And when you say that you can kind of get in a, 
a habit of just saying I love you where it doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, love you, absolutely. bye, and love yeah. you, and love you. And and I feel like to take the time to actually say, like, I really appreciate the fact that you, like, what did you do? Oh, you took the sheets off the bed this morning because yeah. I wanted to wash them. And I just, I did say, like, hey, don't get up. Like, lay in bed a little bit longer. Yeah. Let me get Mason to school. But like, when you get up, can you strip the bed? And I really, honestly, am so used to repeating myself 45 times that I just calculated I was going to have to go in there and take the sheets off the bed. <laughs> and when I got home and the sheets were off, I was like, <gasps> And so instead of just, like, taking that for granted, like, say, hey, that really meant a lot. Like, you yeah. doing that. Because you chose to do that instead of something that was on your smiley mind. Minute. So, so like, that's why I don't have a smiley minute today. Oh, it's my <laughs> fault. It's <laughs> no, and I, I got you a rent car. And you did get a rent car. We were kind of away from the house. Hours and hours. And yeah, I had to go drop you off because they won't come get you. <laughs> Why wouldn't they come get you? They have cars. They have that one car. They were so... <laughs> <laughs> those poor people were so overloaded. Oh my goodness. And the, the, one of the bad parts of that, and I'm you've kind of helped me because I do have a couple of shows this summer and I didn't realize that there's a rental car shortage and mm-hmm. that's going to affect me if I ever do get back to work mm-hmm. because... Now, I factor that in to my price. And so, like, I'm doing a show in Amarillo in, like, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I went to look for a rental car. And it's like, 400 bucks. Whoa. I was like, uh, okay, I'll be uh, Uber. I'll be Uber driving. Who am I kidding? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably say. drive myself up to Amarillo now and, you know, make a few lunch Uber deliveries. Your, Uber your way there. Yeah. But, yeah, it just COVID is going to affect things in so many different ways constantly. Like, now there's a car shortage. And, you know, it's just going to be it's gonna be crazy. Uh, speaking of shows, though, I do want to promo something because I am doing a pastor's conference in July in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I'm barely making enough to just get there to do mm-hmm. it. I think pastors need to be encouraged, so I'm happy to do it. But I'm looking for an add-on date. Just okay. so I can what, you know, what, cover what the What date is it? So it's July 17th. So if you live in Arizona, pretty much now anywhere in Arizona, I will go. I will go. It's pretty spread out, babe. For ju- pretty much anywhere within 100 let's, miles of Tucson. Let's be specific. Any Anywhere within 250 <laughs> miles of Tucson. <laughs> I will. 250 miles? You tell me. Oh, my gosh. Are you tired of eating ramen, baby? <laughs> I don't eat ramen. Yeah, that's true. Mm-mm. We can't afford ramen right now. But oh if my you gosh, live in Arizona Smiley. and you want. But if your church is wanting to do a concert, this is a, a great time to get me because I'm already there. Mm-hmm. And so that's I'm looking to fill July 17th. And then all my other shows, like if I'm around your area. In fact, I'll just I'll read off all my show dates. Uh, Corpus Christi. I'm there May 15th. So if you live around Corpus Christi and want to do a show, uh, hit me up. Uh, like on the 14th. Actually, if you're on the way from Houston to oh, that'd be Corpus, so great. that would be great. If you're in our neighborhood, that would <laughs> San be Antonio, really San Antonio, anywhere. I'm in Columbia, Illinois, June 4th. So I could do a June 3rd or June 5th. And I'm in Dallas, Texas, July 24th. So I could do a 23rd or 25th. Or that's all my shows. Okay. <laughs> and that's so sad. <laughs> I used to do like 45 shows a summer. Mm-hmm. And I just I just read off all my show dates for the Got year. it. <laughs> got it. No, I'll be What's, at Pontywood. But you've also. got this great job now. You'll be substitute tea. No, mm. summer. Um, also good at mowing. Guys. Your work ethic <laughs> is a little... <laughs> I'm going to get a job four <laughs> weeks before the whole place closes down. Like, mm. I think it'll be good, though. It'll be a good toe in the water for this year. Mm-hmm. And then starting next good year. toe in our bank account. Too. Be, be, 
<laughs> that is a toenail. Toe in the water <laughs> like a coin in the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, All right, man. do we have any reviews? We do. We do have a review that I would like to read. This is from Gwen Ann 73 and she wrote uh, the title is uplifting and mind-blowing. That's a good start. And I thought, <laughs> did she listen to Dustin Nickerson? Well, I don't, why? Anyway, uh, she says, I love listening to these two cuties banter and work through life's little and not-so-little challenges. Well, then you're going to love today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it helps me to see how important it is to talk with my husband and build a strong foundation to weather the storms of life together. Even after 27 years, it helps what? to be reminded, yes, that's amazing, that marriage is a continuing process of learning, loving, laughing, and crying. But most important is to keep making those sandwiches and working <laughs> together. <laughs> See, we're making a difference, babe. We are Thank making a difference. Thank you two for keeping it real and lighthearted. I loved the sandwich reference. <laughs> We've started our own thing. You're going to have to have a new piece of merch. Yeah, because if you're a new smiler, which is what we call our mm-hmm. listeners, um, Sarah and I do like to have a, a lunch together mm-hmm. and a dinner. We need a logo. And, uh, we need brunch. a logo. Remember we started this we where we needed a logo. On Saturday and then <laughs> dinner. Gorilla it back in. Saturday night. Like a, a famous sandwich place, Yeah. but twisting the words around so that hook, line, and smiley fits in there. If you're a graphic designer, like help us with that because yeah. we can't that would be a great church. It would be anybody. a great church. Well, great shirt i'm sorry it'll be a great shirt <laughs> you're thinking of the song take me to church we right? can <laughs> <laughs> we can pay you in shirts we could one, one shirt we, we could, could pay you, you in one promo shirt. on the podcast yeah if you're looking to get your business started your graphic design business started and you want to do some free <laughs> logo stuff for us we can tell the other seven people uh, about you you are not selling this <laughs> come uh, on man you tell the other oh, you're making my marketing heart die right now 170 always people. be selling always, always be closing abc mm-hmm. baby you are speaking of closing this concludes the hour that i had set aside awesome after my yay mexican, my mexican we made lunch it that i had we i'm gonna go start dinner all right what are we having please say sandwiches <laughs> And edit. <laughs> you made it an hour before I had to edit anything out. I've had so many things that I've like not said out loud. See, you're choosing Choke joy. back, so to speak. <laughs> you're, t- <laughs> you're choosing joy and you're choosing a reserve. I'm choosing joy and I'm choosing clean expressions of love for you. That was Bob's. <laughs> <laughs> Hee-haw. What was it? Hee-haw. It's a donkey sound. Hee-haw. Have you ever heard a donkey? Oh, yeah. I know you've heard a jack. <laughs> you've toured with John Christ. <laughs> <laughs> These are great outtakes. This is great. People are always like, what do you have to edit? Who and I'm like, we, this is what I have to edit. Who could we say that we can't say John Christ? <laughs> I know you're familiar with Jack. This <laughs> because you've toured with John Brannion. <laughs> Darren Streblo. We could just keep putting names in. <laughs> I know you know about Jack. You've toured with Mac Powell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of, of all the He's people. He's like the nicest guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know you know about Jack. Because you've been on Lauren Daigle's tour bus. <laughs> yeah. You hung out with uh, Rich. What was his name? That was like this, the Rich Green. What? The guy that died? Rich. Who are you talking about? Yeah, they wrote Shout to the Lord. I don't know. 
He was like Mac Powell's Rich hero. Mullins? Rich Mullins. Oh, man. He's I like know an you angel. Know about He's <laughs> like an angel in heaven. You can't joke about that. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. I'm hitting stop. I know you know about Jack. Because <laughs> you tour with Michael W. Smith. <laughs> Another just we should just say dude. like the worst, the worst ones. Um. <laughs> I know you know about Jack because Chris Tomlin. You've sung with Amy Grant. One <laughs> 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 of the worst. It's so uh, bad. That is great though. That old Timmy Hawkins. Everybody's good. Knows a thing or two about a Jack. <laughs> he knows about Jack wagons. Jack wagons. Yeah, that's right. All right, I'm hitting stop. Okay.